And thank you for tuning in to Over the Top Sports Radio Show on this Saturday morning, September 15th. Big Mike, Robbie D here with you for an hour talking sports. Got some baseball talk as the pennant chase is underway. Of course, we're going to preview week two of the NFL. Already one game in the books. We'll talk about that as well. Vinny the Shark has the day off. Of course, Goon, uh, not here for the first time in a while. And uh, give us a call, 646-716-5403. We're up on Blog Talk right now. Be coming up on Facebook Live in just a couple of minutes. Of course, over the top sport on Twitter as well. Fantasy advice from Mike. Uh, I think we're going to get some college picks from Vinny. Did he get them to you? Already have them. Already have them. So we'll throw them out there as well. I'll make you guys some money fantasy-wise and in college football with the college uh, betting. But, Mike, uh, you know, all the talk's been about football lately, and we're going to certainly do most of our show about that. But the pennant chase is uh, coming down to the wire, especially in the National League. Um, and the Yankees, a little bit of a scare there in the American League if they want home field and they don't want to go out to Oakland for a one-game playoff. Uh, Fifteen days left in the baseball regular season, Mike. Uh, looks like in the National League that the wild card and the Western Division are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the Cubs starting to break away as far as uh, the best record, and then all of a sudden the Brewers start to catch up yeah. to them, and that's a one-game lead. So. Uh, what are your thoughts on that National League? It's awesome. It really is. And last night you saw the Cardinals who, and listen, the Cardinals have done something pretty cool since they fired Matheny. They've really changed the culture there. They've become a winning team. Azuna has become Azuna, who they traded for in the offseason. But uh, last night, Rob, was something awesome. You saw Flaherty, Bueller. It was unbelievable. It was such a good pitching matchup. Walker Bueller was the better pitcher of the two. And uh, listen, I'm, I'm not going to get premature with this, but there could be a changing of the guard soon with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's how good this kid Walker Bueller is. It's obviously still Clayton Kershaw's pitching rotation, Rob, but Walker Bueller is the real deal. And heading if they make the playoffs, heading into the playoffs in a series, Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw, if Clayton Kershaw is healthy, is going to be unstoppable. It's going to be a one-two punch. And if they win the West, it's probably who my Braves are going to play. I want no part of seeing those guys. Those guys could pitch. Uh, they have the lineup. They hit home runs with the best of them in the major leagues. They right now are just, what, is it a half a game back of the um, Colorado Rockies? Arizona, three and a half back. They've kind of fallen off. But when you look at the schedule, it's all going to come down to this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Of course, we're on the air Monday, so we'll see where they head uh, before that matchup. But Colorado's in L.A. for three games, uh, and then Colorado finishes the season with uh, seven home games against the the, uh, Philadelphia, I almost said Eagles, because we've been talking so much football, but with the Phillies and with the Nationals. So, um you have to give the edge, at least I do, to the Dodgers just because of what you said with those, that pitching. I agree with you. And listen, this is still a team that brought in Dozier. This is still a team that brought in Machado. This is still a team with Turner and Bellinger and Kemp. And there's a lot of weapons on this team, Rob. It's just taking them a while to really and fully get going. Every time I think they have, they've slowed down. But hopefully they've met that point now knowing every game counts. We've got to get this done. And they have the pitching rotation set up perfectly 
if you're the Dodgers because they have uh, Kershaw and Bueller both pitching in that three-game set, which uh, for L.A., being at home, it's a major, major, uh, you know, bonus because you don't want to have to go into Colorado and deal with all those elements in a series like that. I completely agree with you. And they, to me, uh, just with what they have, Rob, they, to me, have to be, and you've been on them, so credit to you, they have to be the front runners in the National League. Yeah, I mean, and it's really, you know, hard to take credit for that because on paper, they should even be better than they are. They shouldn't be trailing Colorado in September. I agree. Um, It's just hasn't worked out for them, but they are so damn talented. They have so many good players on that team. They go out and then they get Mercado that just that alone has gotten into this position. If they could ever start to fully click, you have to see what's up with Kenley Jansen as well, too. Don't forget because he's been, yeah, he's, but he's been in and out. He couldn't travel to Colorado. You know, they may have that one game playoff to win the division. uh, And if it comes down to Colorado and their closer can't come there, that might be just a crazy scenario because they don't want him in a high altitude. That's been a little bit crazy for them. Yeah, and that bullpen, call it what it is, it hasn't been the bullpen of last year, Rob. There's, you know, there's no, uh, what's his name, Brendan Morrow is not out there this year. He's not coming in. It's, it's Kenley Chanson or, or bust. And it looks like uh, in the wild card that Milwaukee, whether they catch the Cubs or not, whoever wins that Central is going to get that first wild card uh, spot. Milwaukee has a four-game lead on the rest of the wild card teams. Uh, and, you know, we talked just a couple weeks ago about how there might be this crazy convoluted three- or four-way tie for the wild card. But right now, it's the Cardinals and Dodgers tied for the second wild card spot. That could change depending on what happens with the NL West. And, of course, then you got the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, who I think are on their way out of it. Diamondbacks three games out, Phillies five out. Um, we really might just come down to the Dodgers and the Cardinals and the Rockies, you know, who's the odd man out. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, and like you said, you know, once they got rid of Matheny, the Cardinals seemed to take off. Uh, I don't know why, but they've lost three in a row right now, so they're in a little bit of danger as well. Yeah, and sometimes it's always just the players. And listen, they're all professionals. They all get paid millions of dollars. But it's sometimes it's just feeling bad. Somebody lost their job because of your slow start and your slow performance. So who knows what it could have been. I think it, it's deeper than that, though. You know, there was hazing supposedly in the bullpen with, with Bud Norris and, and I think who Jordan Hicks was the other guy. So there was clearly something underlying there that still hasn't come out and may not, but, uh, you know, clearly firing Matheny was the right move. And uh, just another thing, and uh, if you have any fantasy stuff for sure, but uh, David Wright, we talked about it all year, uh, came out this week uh, with tears in his eyes. He's basically announced his retirement without saying it, but uh, it's two weeks from today. He will get one last uh, game that he gets to start for the Mets um, at City Field. He might pinch hit a couple games before then. Yeah. And uh, ticket prices are through the roof on StubHub. Standing room only has uh, gone to 120 last I saw. So Met fans are buying into it. Met fans know it's really the end of an era, Rob. And listen, we're aware we're not the Yankees. We're aware, uh, you know, we're not any high organization. We know what we are. But those years with Wright healthy and Ray is healthy and uh, the World Series run that they made, those are pretty special. And even the, the last World Series run against Kansas City, you saw David Wright had a huge home run in one of those games there. I think it was game three back at uh, City Field. So, um, you know, what he's meant to this team, even though he hasn't played. And you saw at the press conference the other day, all the players were there, even players that haven't played with him. He's had a big impact on the organization. Every media outlet, and you could speak to this, has said he's a class act and has been to follow. Uh, just some notes, though. He's not retiring, Rob, which I'm sure you saw also. He's just physically unable to play. That's what I said. He's retiring exactly. without saying it. That way he's still able to get paid, and the Mets are still going to be able to collect 70% through uh, an injury insurance policy. Yeah, and, you know, people could say that the Mets are doing this for a money grab. It's not a money grab. The Mets are spending money 
just by letting him play exactly. this year. Um, so it's not just for the ticket sales from one game. Honestly, that's not going to make a huge deal for the Mets' bottom line. I completely agree Who with cares you. about that? They're actually doing the right thing here. And the Mets have played good baseball in the second half. They had a terrible June. But other than that, they're a 500 or above team. Um, Mike, they are beating teams with this pitching. They have changed the way that you've got to feel if you're a Mets fan going towards next year where this isn't a rock bottom, get rid of everybody. That's how you felt. Right. Has this changed to you or not? It has not changed only because I don't know where your offense is going to come from. You can't go into a season relying on Todd Frazier. You can't go into a season relying on Jay Bruce. Conforto's up to 26 home runs. He got off to a slow start. You want to say it was a shoulder injury? Exactly. You want to say some of that was a shoulder injury? Uh, You know, fine. And it took him a while to come back. Yeah, all right, I'll buy that. But is Nimmo Nimmo that we saw this season? Because he slowed down, Rob. They, and it's not going to happen, but I keep telling you, unless they go get a Manny Machado and some other bat, Yasmani Grandal or another bat in here, you're still going to be looking at the same uh, struggling offense with a good pitching staff. Well, you can do that quickly because you've seen what the Brewers have done. Even when they went out and they got Yellich, they got um, Kane from yep. uh, Kansas City, um, and they've turned it around. They're just a game and a half out for Chicago for the division lead. They've got the big wild card lead right now of four games. So. You can have the quick change. But are they going to spend the money? You don't know that, but, you know, if the, with the money that they save from David Wright, the money's there in the budget, you would think. Um, it's got to be. And with the pitching, Milwaukee doesn't have anything like that Mets pitching right. staff. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know if there's a team in the major leagues that wouldn't switch, going into the playoffs, that wouldn't switch their pitching staff with maybe Houston, um, maybe the Dodgers, because Kershaw Bueller, but I'm not so sure that, I'd put them over Syndergaard, DeGrom, and the way Wheeler's pitching. Is there a playoff team that wouldn't change their pitch, starting pitching staff for the Mets? No, there's not. But at the same time, how many – How long of, can they do it for? Well, not, know, but, how many of those players that in the starting lineup for those other teams would you take a Mets player, uh, you know, a position oh, almost player? Almost none. I mean, right. you've seen Jay Bruce Which start to so DJ Bruce yeah. again, but – it's so frustrating. The offense is just still so bad. But pitching is the name of the game. Man. You're right. Good pitching wins in the playoffs. And you're seeing it. Met, the Mets are beating some teams. It's only one game, but they beat up on the Red Sox last night. Um, they have, like, one of the best records in the league since, I think it's August 1st or July 1st, yeah. whatever it is, the All-Star break. Uh, and it doesn't matter because they were so far down that they have such a great record, and they're still nine games under 500. And Matt's has been okay. He's had his up and downs. But if you go into next season and he's your four. You feel pretty okay about that. You do. It's just going to be offense and, and what happens from there. There are a few bats out there. I, like I mentioned, Yasmani Grandal uh, would be a great fit for them. Uh, DJ LeMahieu at second base, Rob, an average guy, he would be a fit for them. There's good and, and a closer, Cody Allen's out there. Kimbrell, who I don't think the Mets will be in the market for. Andrew Miller, if you wanted to bounce back here, take a chance on him. But um, it's just – it's a long ways away, if you ask me. No, I hear you. I just think that they have, it's frustrating. They have such a good starting point. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. In the American League, uh, the only job is pretty much can uh, Oakland uh, overtake the Yankees um, for that home game in the wild card round. But if they can get there, it's possible they can get past Houston, too, because the Yankees and Houston are only one game apart. So Oakland is a game and a half behind the Yankees, I think it is, and two and a half behind Houston. So it's really up to what Oakland can do and if there's any drama there. Other than that, I mean, it's Boston, it's Cleveland. You know who it's going to be. And Houston's playing hurt. Altuve's hurt, I'm telling you right now. I think Springer's still banged up and and just still out there gutting it out and playing. Alex Bregman's a superstar. He's emerged to that. Um, Verlander, 
listen, I, I don't think there's something wrong with him. I think he's maybe just getting a little bit tired. Cole is not pitching into the seventh inning anymore, which, again, with the bullpen and late, this late in the season, maybe that's scheduled, but the pitch count is high. Uh, to me, Rob, this American League is wide open. Even though the Red Sox have run away with it in the standings, you don't know what the rest of that pitching is going to be. Um, the Yankees with that offense, McCutcheon, which we said he was going to be awesome when he got there. He has. Stanton is starting to hit a little bit. Oakland's lineup has just been unbelievable. Uh, the Indians suck. This American League is wide open. Yeah, but the Indians, if they can get Donaldson his at-bats in the next couple of weeks and really lengthen their lineup, you could see it, too. I mean, if Kluber, they're kind of being careful with. They're skipping a start. Yep. He only pitched an inning his last time out. So, I mean, they are, like we've said it all along, they're the team that really is going to just be able to rest and try to turn it on in the playoffs. I agree um, that they might not be Houston, the Yankees, Boston, uh, or the way that Oakland's playing. But Cleveland's going to get that uh, – you know, that winner of the West, they're going to probably be Cleveland-Houston unless something crazy happens, and you're going to have Red Sox-Yankees. And the first round is going to be a lot of fun for yeah. fans. And, uh, you know, everything's off the table once you get past that wild card game. Once you get past that one-game playoff, you're in the same spot as all the division winners. So that's really how the Yankees have to feel. They got Aaron Judge back off yes. the DL yesterday. Can't swing, but, you know, it's coming. He was in the outfield. He got a yeah. rousing ovation. I mean, when your team's up 11 nothing against the Blue Jays, uh, you put them in for defensive purposes. I actually kind of wanted the Yankees to uh, send six men to the plate that inning just so they had to pinch hit for him just because, <laughs> you know, just because he literally can't swing a bat and he's in the lineup. So that was kind of silly. But I, I, I guess, is I mean, is he that good of a defender that you need to put him in for defense? No, I, I think that was more of just, uh, you know, a show-me thing, Get give the crowd something, uh, give him a taste of what he's working That's for so to come back. like It is, but it, it's still our move. Yeah, well, whatever. We'll see. We have 15 days left till that's over. I have to say, I think we're going to win the division, my Braves. So, I really – I've seen collapses before, but I didn't uh, – You want to talk about a collapse? The Phillies have really fell off here. Yeah, I mean, they were getting beaten by pretty much – They haven't won a series, I think, Washington just killed them this Washington week. swept them. And, you know, the Braves went out and had a 6-1 road trip yep. between Arizona and San Francisco and – then they beat up Scherzer last night, which to me, I think, put it away because I was worried about, you know, the sweep of seven games with Philly and the, and the Nationals. Last but time. how many bad years did you have, Rob? And there's a point to the question. Is, five. Right. And now five, look, six years. Albies and Acuna. But this was not supposed to be the good year. Right. But the, you, know, you have so much legit young talent, and the, the Mets don't have that. This is the point. The Mets do not have that. It's a chicken the and the egg. The Braves tore it down. They did. They were bare bones. They got rid of everybody. It's right. the chicken and the egg because it, you, you want the starting staff to win a championship, and the Mets have that. And you're right. They can't win that with their lineup and with their bullpen. So what do you do? It's a catch-22. Do you get rid of the starters and hope that everything you get back gets you starters right. and a, a lineup? Or do you stick with the starters and try to find the lineup the other way? It's, it's There's going to be 50% of the people that agree with you and disagree with you. It's I right know. in the middle. It's it's a crazy argument, but I'll tell you this. The Phillies had a – I don't care what happens to them. They might not even finish 500. Mm-hmm. You see that they're coming up. They're mm-hmm. up and coming right now. And this is not me being – this is me being objective. The Braves look like they're going to be around for a while. The so the Mets – the two, though. Uh, but I'm I, saying for the Mets, they're going to have to compete right. in this division with these teams. The Braves are set so much better for a long run than any other team in that division. And I would even say the Nationals are set up second because of those two young outfielders they have. The Phillies' offense is fairly old. Uh, you know, Kingery is young, but Santana's old. He was brought in. Althea's old. They have he to go uh, build around Hoskins. Right, Hoskins is, you know, a stud. But, uh, 
you know, the Braves really have everything set up for a long-term run. So that um, will be fun for me. Yeah. Maybe not for you guys no. having to deal with it, but I haven't been that annoying with it. I'm actually in awe. I didn't think it would happen this year. So uh, we'll talk more about baseball um, as uh, the season goes on. Fantasy championship getting underway. I think Monday, Mike, any pickups? Uh, it, no. You're going to keep it close to the vest. It looks like you're going to have to play me. It looks like it could be you and I, Rob. So we'll see what happens with that. Um I'm getting my big league, and you, like you said, there's always that one league you follow that's your big league, and I am losing right now in that big league where that's I finished the, league where the best your, record. Your team so. couldn't hit, right? Yeah. You had a bad first week. Yeah. You batted like 160, 170. I'm batting 230, I think. Have right you gotten now, it so. close yet? Uh, I've lowered my ERA considerably. I'm playing for the tie because I the head-to-head uh, is the tiebreaker, and that would be me. So playing for a tie. Well, it looks like in our other league, which is neither of our big leagues, but it's still decent money league. Yeah. Uh, I'm up 11-1 and you're up 9-1. So uh, the collision course, the top two seeds. Have a lot of uh, fun with that. Looks like it's happening. Should be fun, uh, you know, to talk about for the last two weeks of the season. My big league, my other leagues, I'm in it. We'll see what happens. But uh, got to transition to the NFL, guys, uh, because, you know, if you watched Thursday Night Football um, for the last couple of years, all you ever hear about is it's terrible for the offenses. You know, they don't have enough time. But you know what? In week two in the NFL, you kind of do. You're not beat up at mm-hmm. all. And I bought into the whole defense thing. I bought into the Ravens' defense, what they did to the Bills. I know the Bills suck, and they had two quarterbacks. And if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Um, but to get beat up by Andy Dalton and A.J. Green the way that they did in the first half the other day, then they try to come back in the second half. It was just too much. What an embarrassment. A zero-point effort for my fantasy team to start the week. So just a terrible way in fantasy. And uh, how bad are the Bills then? They they must be because I mean if, <laughs> how if bad Andy Dalton's thrown four touchdown passes, he threw more touchdown passes than the Bills had points against the Ravens. It's something else. It really was. And and heading into the game, I, I kind of like the Ravens in this matchup. I thought they were actually a, a decent team. I thought they were the better team of the two. I'm not a Bengals fan, and thank God I didn't bet it because it was not uh, a pretty sight. Yeah, I would have bet on the Ravens. I probably would have bet the under, and the Bengals have now won two games by the same exact score to start the season, 34-23. Uh, they're 2-0 and right now. A.J. Green, if you picked him up in fantasy, well, by the first half, it didn't matter if he played or not because he had a big game for you. Three touchdowns. The unfortunate thing is Joe Mixon's out. He's going to miss uh, – they're saying two weeks, Rob, but there's other people saying it's going to be two to four. So you got to pick up Gio Bernard if he's out there somehow in your league. Which is tough because once they play in most leagues, you, he has to go through the full waivers process. Exactly. So now you're, you're looking really Tuesday. Um, yeah, no, it'll be Wednesday. Well, Tuesday night into Wednesday right, morning. Correct. So um, that's when waivers will hit most likely. But uh, that's a big loss because Joe Mixon has done a, a really nice job for this team. And, and it's no longer that uh, duo, trio of running backs that the Bengals have had, Rob. He's really taken that and, and kind of run with it, to, so to say. Uh, and he's done a nice job. It's a big loss. Yep. Joe Flacco putting up fantasy numbers two weeks in a row. I think that's more of um, who he was playing than how he is playing. I agree with you. And if it, more performances like this, and you're going to see Lamar Jackson, because a lot of this was garbage time. Um, I don't understand why they have that kid out there anyway right now, Rob, running, uh, you know, just handoffs and uh, Flacco's lining up as a wide receiver. I don't get it. it, it everybody knows what's coming. Um, so to me, I would just have him sitting there learning, watching, observing. Having him out on the field for that is, there's no point. No, nope, I agree with that. It looks weird. It looks gimmicky. And the Ravens are one and one The Bengals are 2-0. and uh, But we said the Bengals had that schedule where they could get off to the good start, but right. it's going to get really bad uh, by the end of the year. So tomorrow, um, with the football Sunday, um, let's start in Atlanta, Mike, because the Falcons 
coming off their first uh, game of the year loss, and the first game, I mean, for the NFL season, a uh, game that they really could have won against Philadelphia and Philly on opening night. Uh, they host the Panthers, um, whose defense, I think they look good, but playing against that Dallas offense, you're really not so sure um, what that team is right now. So a lot of people on Cam Newton in fantasy this week against that Falcons team indoors. And uh, no Devontae Freeman for the Falcons. No Devontae Freeman, uh, no Deion Jones, no Keanu Neal, the safety. Both those guys are out to injuries. Uh, I'll take the points. No question about it, Rob. I will take the points here. I'm not sold on the Panthers team, but the Falcons are banged up. They really are. So uh, I think the Falcons could win the game, but six points, uh, to me, that's a lot. Yeah, I like I like that, too. I still think the Falcons could win the game. I mean, you, you know how I am with these backdoor covers, and with that beat-up uh, defense that the uh, Falcons have right now, um, I mean, there's no Greg Olson for the Panthers, so they have their injuries as well. But I could definitely see this being a backdoor cover, if not an outright win. Um, we didn't do – or actually, that's a lie. You guys did your five – Excuse me, five, four, three, two, ones. I didn't get to do mine yet. Um, I love the Panthers in that covering this. Uh, the six points to me seems like it's Vegas messed this up, which maybe means I'm I'm completely wrong. But um, I mean, six points with those injuries against the Panthers, who had a good week one, and the Falcons are losing. They they must really like the Falcons at home. But you got to forget who the Falcons were last year if you're going to give those points. Yeah, and and Carolina kind of scared me because um, we don't we agree Dallas is not a good offensive team. No. And uh, they barely beat the Cowboys. They only put up 16 points, I think it was. So that's why you could be seeing the spread, because Atlanta can put up points. Um, but to me, uh, these are two equal teams here. You're talking six points. Love Tevin Coleman in daily Agreed. fantasy because he's going to be cheap. Agreed. His price is locked in cheap as a running back, too. He's going to be a running back, one. He gets a lot of dump-off passes. I don't know. You might uh, have your 5, list. 5,300. Oh, so you have him on your list. So we're on the same page there. Love him that way. Uh, I still think the Falcons will find a way to win the game, but I don't think it's going to be more than a touchdown spread. So I'm going to do the cop-out move, um, pick the Falcons to win, but pick the Panthers to cover. Fair enough. Um, let's go to Buffalo where the Bills. Uh, we're going to see how much the Chargers can beat the Bills by because the Chargers uh, got blown out in week one. They're going to be an angry team in week two. They can't start the season 0-2. And uh, I've always loved the Bills at home. They have a great home field advantage. But that roster, I don't care where they play. They're not beating this team. I agree with you, um, but you have the rookie starting at quarterback. You have uh, West Coast teams traveling East drops. You always hear that also. So I'm picking the Chargers. I think they will cover, but I'm not on a confidence scale. I'm about a six and a half. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'll never take the Bills here, but uh, I'm not that confident in the Chargers cover, winning and covering, to be honest with you. I like the Bills to come out in the first half embarrassed from last week. Um, and put up a good showing in the first half to keep this game close. I could see even 10-6, 10-7. I don't know if they can get in the end zone, but a couple field goals, maybe a defensive play or something. But the Chargers, too much talent in the end. I think they will run away with it and win by multiple scores. Another guy I love in daily fantasy is Melvin Gordon. You like Eckler, too. If it does get to be a blowout, he might get some late carries. He had a lot of catches last week for the Chargers. Um, I'm firing up Melvin Gordon in my fantasy survivor because I think it's one of those games where in the fourth quarter he might have to run out the clock and get 20-plus touches. I agree with you, and I also think it's Keaton Allen. I think last week, Rob, he tried to get too many guys involved. Phillip Rivers, you saw Benjamin with a drop. There was somebody else with another drop. They just couldn't catch the ball for Williams him. Williams had a drop. Yeah, Williams, okay. Uh, I think you go back to the well. I think you go back to Keenan Allen here, and I think Keenan Allen puts up a huge day. The Allen and Gordon show, and uh, Phillip Rivers, who threw for over 400 yards in week one, uh, you know, I'd be a little bit leery. He might not have to throw the ball a lot in the second half, but if the game starts the way I see it starting, you know, 
with the Bills actually putting up a good front in the first half, maybe he will be. So uh, eighty-five we'll degrees too, so it's going to be like there it's in LA. Not Buffalo weather. Yeah. Not Buffalo weather at all, which hurts the Bills to me. One I of the good you. things is them playing there. The first NFL start, by the way, for the first-round pick, Josh Allen for the Bills. So that's something to watch there up in Buffalo. His girlfriend's a smoke show. She is a smoke show, absolute smoke show. <laughs> I mean, come on, trying to get off top. Friend of the show. Um, <laughs> let's put it this way. She might be on the show one day. Uh, but anyway, um, the NFC North matchup, the Packers, I had the Bears in week one. We saw the Aaron Rodgers come back. He is the best quarterback. Sorry, Vinny, I get to say it. You can't defend it because you're not here, so I'm going to say it. Um, Packers, uh, 1-0, they get the Vikings. And, uh, you know, two big tests for Green Bay as the season uh, gets underway in weeks one and two for them. I'm on the Vikings, Rob. Listen, uh, the Vikings, I've been on. Uh, they're my pick to, to go far in this year. Uh, love the defense. Love the offense. That game with San Francisco was closer than it looked, uh, you know, on the scoreboard-wise. San Francisco had a few chances there. The defense held them out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not 100%. Devontae Adams is not 100%. Um, I don't like the running game. You didn't see any of Jimmy Graham really last week. I like the Vikings to get the job done. So I heard a Vegas expert, uh, a sports gambling expert, and I don't remember if it was your group chat I put it in, but I think it was a different one, that was talking about how Aaron Rodgers is worth more points on a point spread than any quarterback in the history of football. This week, he is worth 10 points. If he gets the start, they're like four-point favorites. If he doesn't, they're going to be like five-point underdogs. And right now, it's Green Bay minus one because it's just unknown whether he's going to start. If you like the Vikings, you've got to hammer the minus one and just hope he doesn't play. But I think he's going to play. He's a gamer. He was able to finish that game. Well, Green Bay's given one. If you like the Vikings, but- you got to wait. You could be getting seven. Uh, yeah, I looked at it the opposite way. Yeah. I looked at it the opposite way. Um, if you like Green Bay, yes. you got to hammer you Green jump Bay. On it That's now. what I was, I was saying it the opposite way. Uh, but I do think he's going to play. I hammer it if you do. I think that they're going to win the game. It's not in Minnesota. That would change it. I mean, that's worth a, a six-point difference anyway because you're going to get the three points for being in Green Bay as opposed to three for being in Minnesota. So I like Green Bay to win the game. I'm on Rodgers. Uh, Keenum looked good in his debut. Um I, I am worried about how banged up Green Bay is, but uh, I, I just like I like them at home. I, I like the way Green Bay came back last week. Randall Cobb, uh, if he can do it for a second week in a row, is going to turn into a must-start running uh, wide receiver. I never thought I'd see that happen. Again. He could be healthy, though, and he was the security blanket last week. You saw it, that huge catch at the end, which shouldn't have been a long touchdown. But even way. if he didn't, he still had a 100-yard I, game. Yes, he did, yeah. and he looks like that security blanket again for Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, as well as that is and good as that is for Cobb, I think that's the that's the killer for Graham, where you want to see him as that security blanket underneath, and it was Randall Cobb. Yeah, so that um, see how that game goes. I think that's one of the marquee matchups during the day if Rodgers plays. If he doesn't, of course, you're all over the Vikings, and it's not going to be close. Um, it's going to be, I it's, but it's, it's going to be a game that if Rodgers doesn't play and they lose, you just chalk it up to Rodgers wasn't there. Well, we have 14 more games to make up for it. Maybe in the long run, they're better off. Um, the Texans. Looking for a rebound. And you talk about a beat-up team. There might not be a more beat-up team than the Titans are right now. Yeah, and I forget. Uh, Vrabel said it. Who's the backup quarterback? You're going to see both Mariota uh, and, Gabbert, right? and Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, you're going to see both them on Sunday. As soon as I hear the words Blaine Gabbert, I love the Texans. I love them going into it, and I love them even more, Rob, now that I'm here. Blaine Gabbert's going to see some snaps because he is garbage. I think the Texans, I think Watson finally gets back on track. Not what we saw last year, but better than last week. Love the defense while it's still healthy. Um, Hopkins is going to go off. Will Fuller is back. I am all over this Texan team tomorrow. The Titans have two injured offensive linemen. They lost their all-pro starting uh, 
tight end in Delaney Walker. And you already touched on Mariota being hurt. Um, I love the Texans. I think they're too good to start the season 0-2. As a Giants fan, I need them to win this game because if they play the Giants at home and they're 0-2, that's an impossible game for I the Giants. They may not win that game regardless of New York Giants, but if the Texans go in there 0-2, that's not happening. I uh, love that Texas defensive front against a very beat-up Titans uh, offensive line, including that tight end there. I'm with you all the way. Uh, Texans outright win on the road, and uh, they'll cover that three-point spread, I think, pretty easily. I don't like I don't like anything that Blaine Gabbard has anything to do with If the ever. Titans were to win this game, that's a very, very bad loss for the Houston Texans. It's a bad loss, and I don't even know if it says more. I, it'll say more to me about the Texans than it does about the, the Titans. The only thing here is Brable is coaching against his former team. That's the he might know the schemes. He might know a hell of a lot. That's the only thing here, Rob. That uh, you know is really could give the Titans a, a bit of an edge. Lamar Miller, twenty carries for ninety-eight yards in Week One. Uh, could be a uh, guy in Week Two that you also look at as well, because uh, there's a soccer game with two soccer balls on the field right <laughs> now. Is the first thing that I saw. Anyway, Byron Saturday. He's a guy that I would think about uh, firing up as well, but I don't like him as much as some of the other guys I said already. Uh, the Browns, the team that uh, everybody was so enthralled with last week in their tie game, they take the uh, they take the road in New Orleans against the biggest disappointment of week one. Uh, New Orleans, uh, Vegas is not concerned about the way that they lost last week. They are nine and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, and I already wrote you down for the Saints, Rob, because I think you're picking the Saints, and I'm picking the Saints too, and you know I'm a Browns guy. Listen, the Saints last week had trouble in the air. The Browns are not going to beat the Saints in the air. They're more of a run team first. Tyrod Taylor is more of a run quarterback. He won't make mistakes, but he's not going to beat you with that deep ball like Fitzpatrick did. I think the Saints were embarrassed at home. They were shocked at home. I think they come out tomorrow, and they drop a big 40 spot on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think I said Case Keenum before when I was talking about Kirk Cousins, by the way. So I just thought of that. Um, But, yeah, um, the Saints are going to win this game. they have to. They, they have to be better. We saw how good their defense was last year. If they go out and lay an egg this week, that might be the most um, concerning thing of all. There's no team that needs to come out with a dominant performance, I think, more than the Saints do this week. Uh, they cannot go at home and have a terrible performance against that Browns offense. So, and they're, they're an improved offense, don't get me wrong. Right. But they're at home. So this was um, never a game that any Brown fan had them winning. <laughs> no, no. And I don't have them winning either. And I will have the Saints covering the spread as well. Um, but I have to say, if I have to choose the week between Tyrod Taylor and Case Keenum as my quarterback, too, in my two QB league, I don't know where I'm leaning right now because Tyrod on the ground and with a lot of garbage time in the dome with no elements, he might he put up some good fantasy numbers last week in that tie. So I don't know. It's possible. It is. But he's not dropping Fitzpatrick like numbers. He's not. No, no. And that's going to be a very motivated Saints defense. Uh, and they're going to be at home. It's going to be a different Saints team, I think. Lattimore was embarrassed. And he should be. Agreed. And Michael <laughs> Thomas, uh, he's, you know, 16 receptions, 180 yards. Um, that was all garbage time. He's going to do it. He might have half those numbers, but he might have more of an impact on this game and how it ends up. And Kamara, I love Kamara this week. He might be the running back number one of the week. He really might, especially since Ingram's still out there at home and they're playing a Browns team that hasn't shown me they can stop the run yet. James Conner ran all over them last week. I will say, though, I'm starting Josh Gordon with full confidence after seeing last week. Yeah, he's only going to get more and more snaps. Exactly. Uh, Jets and Dolphins, two teams that won in week one in much different ways. The Dolphins had two big rain delays. Um, The Jets, very impressive on Monday night. We talked about it at uh, nauseum uh, the other night um, going into the game. Then he comes in, first take. 
uh, first play of the year. We're on live. He throws a pick six. We're all over him. Uh, the show ends. We go to bed, and, and he's the toast of the town with 48 points on the board. It looked awesome. He did. Uh, call it what it was. Sam Darnold looked absolutely awesome. They beat up a, a Lions team that we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are good, Rob. I really don't. I think they overachieved last week. I thought they played better than what they, they should have. I love the New York Jets here tomorrow in their home opener. Jets fans are scared as hell of this game because they know, you know, same old Jets. You know, you you win week one. You know you have the Browns coming up in week three at home. Uh, or is it in uh, Cleveland? Either way, you have the Browns coming up in week three, and then all of a sudden this game against the Dolphins team that's supposed to be bad, the Jets – um, I think are not going to fall for it. I think the Jets are going to win the game. I think the Jets at home are going to be excited. Jets fans have a reason to be excited. So this is going to be a special Jets crowd, if there's such thing. I mean, we know Jets fans are special to begin with, but there's going to actually be a pretty fired-up Jets crowd. Sam Donald's home debut. Um, they're bringing back Fireman Fraud, um, yeah. who used to be a Miami Dolphins fan, by the way, uh, and then switched to the Jets in his own division, and then quit on the Jets and they sucked, and now they're one of those. He Showed up in Detroit. Now he wants to be back on the bandwagon again, yeah. this fraud guy with this stupid, you know, gimmick that he does because he wants attention, to, you know, and, and they're letting they're letting him do it. So, whatever, that's not going to matter. The Jets win, the Jets cover. Um, in Pittsburgh, the o o and one Steelers hosting the Chiefs. Will it be a repeat performance for Pat Mahomes on the road in Pittsburgh? I love this game for the over, Rob. And what is it? It's 53.5. I think it goes over. I think you're looking at a shootout. That means a lot of people are on the over to begin with. Right. The Chiefs' defense is horrible. Horrible. The Steelers are banged up. Big Ben with uh, an elbow uh, injury. Missed some practice this week. You still have Brown. I think Connor's going to have a great day. Juju. Um, Vance McDonald is back and Jesse James, you have it's all your tight ends. I absolutely love all the points to be scored in this game tomorrow. I think it's going to, I think Kareem Hunt gets back into it. I think you saw too much of Spencer Ware for some reason last week. Um, as far as the actual game goes, I like the Steelers just because I think in a shootout, I think their defense could come up with one or two more stops than the chiefs. So I will take the Steelers and I will cover the five and a half. Um, I think the Steelers are going to win this game too. I don't think that they were ready. They had so much going on last week. Um, the offensive line was mad at Le'Veon Bell. The whole team was worried about or talking about Le'Veon Bell all week. Um, maybe took Cleveland for granted in week one. Then they went on the road, had the 21-7 lead. It seemed so easy. And I think they just lost some focus. I think they're a better team than that. I think they're a better team than the Chiefs right now, even without Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and they're at home. And we know Ben Roethlisberger at home is a much better quarterback than he is on the road. Uh, Antonio Brown should have a nice bounce back week as well. I agree with you about the points, um, but very excited to see um, Antonio Brown against Tyreek Hill because I really, really think Tyreek is becoming maybe the most electrifying all-around player in football. I'm not saying he's better than Odell or Antonio right. or whoever, but exciting when he touches the ball. I mean, that's a he's like a must-see player, so it's going to be fun to see them on the field. And Joe Hayden out tomorrow for the Steelers. So, again, another reason why I absolutely love the over and a tease. You get to bring that down a little bit. Love it. So many points to be scored. Steelers minus five and a half. I think we're both on that. Uh, the surprise team of the week in week one was the Buccaneers. They're at home facing the defending champion, Philadelphia Eagles, who they used a couple of touchdowns from Jay Ajayi to get by the Falcons and maybe some bad Falcons uh, play calling again inside the red zone. Yeah. But uh, it's the Bucks and the Eagles in Tampa Bay, Philly, three and a half point favorites on the road. 
I make no mistake about it. We all thought the Saints defense was going to be good. They still will not be Eagles good. I think you go in uh, tomorrow and you see a, a different Buccaneers team that struggles to move the football, especially in the air. I think the Eagles team shows up, Rob. I think they now it's their second week. They've calmed down. It's not the Falcons. And uh, you ready for this? This is a steamroll. I think the Eagles absolutely steamroll the Buccaneers. They've had a couple more days to prepare, too. Don't forget they open up the season on Thursday. Uh, they're pretty healthy. Um, look for Zach Ertz to get way more involved than he was in week one against the Falcons. No Darren um, Sproles, so I like Ajayi a little bit, uh, a little bit more. I love Ajayi. As a, rest of season, I love Ajayi. I mean, he is the number one there. He's going to get a lot of touches there. And uh, he's only going to get better when Carson Wentz comes back. Um Nick Foles, I don't think should have a lot of problem. Nick Foles versus Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't do it for me. But I agree that uh, I don't think it'll be a steamroll like you, but I definitely think it'll be enough to cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. So I'm all on the Eagles for going 2-0 as they defend their championship. It makes me sick to say, but uh, they win uh, this week in Tampa Bay. The Redskins, one of the more impressive teams. Maybe you don't think so. No, you did, though. But uh, they did it in week one, and they get a chance now to do it at home, firing up Adrian Peterson. Um, against the Indianapolis Colts in a game that you know for many reasons I will be paying close attention to at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So I think the Redskins uh, will win the game, Robert. I think the Colts, again, six points a lot. I think Andrew Luck, uh, if he, he showed me he's healthy, so from this point forward I will consider him and assume he's healthy uh, week to week. So uh, he's the better quarterback between him and Alex Smith. The defenses, though, are not close. The Redskins do have a better defense. Uh, the Colts are also missing uh, their starting defensive tackle, so I think that's a better day for AP. But, um, again, six points, I'll, I'll lean the Colts here in a game that I wouldn't touch. You're the fantasy guy. Um, Ebron or Doyle? Doyle. Um, I like and the Redskins. not close for me. I like the Redskins. I think that the Redskins' defense is better than people give them credit for. Um, and as much as Andrew Luck looked like he was pretty decent, I don't want to say he looked great, but he looked good. Um, he got hit hard in week one. Um, that is still an issue is that Colts offensive line and this Redskins front, this Redskins crew, um, they're pretty good. And we saw them in week one against Arizona. Um, they kind of stopped David Johnson. So now the Colts who have no running game at all, they don't have anything that's any. Well, Marlon Mack might be back tomorrow. And I like him a hell of a lot better than the two kids they put out. Oh, it's fine. But I also don't like David anywhere near David Johnson. Of course. So. I like the Redskins. I think this this is one of my confidence picks. And I love the Colts, and I'm rooting for the Colts, and I'm rooting for Andrew Luck, and I hope he can put up points. Uh, but this is one of my lower-end confidence picks. I think the Redskins win this one, and they cover. Um, I don't think that the Colts have enough weapons to compete on the road against teams with defenses that are this good. So I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go Redskins, and I'm going to have them covering that six points. That is the last 1 o'clock game, unless you count the Giants game. But, no, it's 8 o'clock. It was at the top of the screen. I thought it was 1 o'clock. Of course they're 1 o'clock. Uh, 8 o'clock. Anyway, Rams, Cardinals, lock of the week. Oh, yeah, this is my survivor pick. Uh, you, this is my survivor pick, the Rams. I think you want to talk about a steamroll. This is a steamroll. I am laying the 13 confidently. I like them in a tease down as well. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they're not good. And uh, I was on them last week. I won't make that same mistake again. That offense struggled. Bradford sucks. David Johnson, unfortunately, he just doesn't have the pieces around him, Rob. Um the rest of the I, – I can't say enough bad things about them, so I'll say good things about the Rams. They impressed the hell out of me. That second half of Monday Night Football, they came out against the Raiders. They looked awesome. Uh, the offense got spread the ball around. Everybody got their share. Everybody got their targets. They looked like the same team – offensively the same team, and they only got better on defense. To me, blowout Rams. They played a road game on Monday night 
but didn't have to really travel. So, I mean, Oakland to L.A., it's a very, very short, you know, um, flight, Mm -hmm. basically. So, it wasn't a true, true road game. They didn't have to go across the country or anything with a real short week. Um, They looked awesome. They seemed to get in sync in the second half. You don't know if it's going to be Cooks or Cup or Wood. It doesn't matter. They have so many weapons. They are my survival pick, too, as well. Um, I don't see us being upset. I think we make it to week three. The only thing you question is that 13-point spread. It's a big spread for an NFL uh, game. You know, for an NFL game, it's a big spread. For a week two game, it's a big spread. For a team uh, that's only in their second year of maybe being good, right. it's a big spread. Um, a lot of people are, that, are, that know what they're talking about are scared of this spread because the entire public is on the Rams. And the, how does the public do against the house? Not good. Not well. Um, I'm going to pretend to be smarter than the house if that's where they want you to go and still go with the Rams. I think they can win this game by two scores and pay up the money for Gurley in fantasy, I'm uh, in daily fantasy. That's what I would do. If you're going to get some of those lower-end guys we talked about before, uh, pay the money for Gurley because I think that he could really be up there. Um, Niners look to get back on track at home. Garoppolo coming off his first career loss. They host the Lions, who did play Monday night, and unlike the Rams, have to now travel across country on a short week. Uh, love the 49ers here in a bounce back, Rob. And I think we're going to see, uh, and listen, I saw a lot of people like the, uh, like the Lions this week to bounce back. There's something happening there. There is. The, the players hate Patricia. Um, Stafford looked hurt at times last week and not good. Uh, he, he could have really thrown seven picks, uh, the dropped ones, and uh, they eventually got him out of there. It could have been seven interceptions. I think the 49ers are not going to lose two in a row. They're not going to lose the home opener here. I think you're going to see an electric offense. They, they just played the Vikings, who have arguably one of the best defenses in the league. Absolutely love the 49ers. And one of my big plays, uh, tight end George Kittle has a huge day tomorrow. Um, I like the Niners, too. After what I saw the Lions do last week, I have to see them show me that that's not who they are. So, uh, long story short, Garoppolo comes back to um, – you know, winning games like he had done his whole career until he had to go on the road and face the Vikings. And they kept that game closer than uh, you might have thought for a lot of people. So I'll go with the Niners. I think they can cover the six points as well. Um, the Raiders coming off that loss to the Rams we just talked about a minute ago. Um, go into Denver where Denver plays their second straight home game for Case Keenum. Um, and all those weapons that he has, he threw for 329 and three touchdowns in week one. I think he continues it in week two against the Raiders. I agree with you. And what is that spread as I throw it up here on Twitter? Six and a half. half. Um, I agree with you, Rob. I, it's a big spread, though. I'm going to take the Raiders and the points here. Um, I think the Broncos will win the game. I'm not impressed with John Gruden. I'm not. I'm not impressed with that team. He's an idiot because he came out after the game and said uh, they were missing a pass rush. Well, you kind of had one and you traded him. <laughs> um, the defense doesn't scare me for the Raiders. I'm firing up all those wide receivers. I love Sanders tomorrow. And here's another play for you. Royce Freeman will out-touch Lindsey, who is one of the top waiver ads. I love Royce Freeman tomorrow because I think it's going to be a game where they're winning and have to ice the game rather than come from behind. Now, do you think um, if it's not the case tomorrow with Royce Freeman, I mean, how scared are you? Uh, I mean, of him rest of the season, if, if Philip Lindsey goes out and has another 15-carry game and, you know, 13-14 fantasy point game, um, are we worried about Royce Freeman yet? Not like he's not going to be good or he's going to be a bust, but now he's in a timeshare. He saw the goal line carries, and he saw a lot of fourth quarter work, which to me means that they trust him. They just kind of read the, uh, you know, rode the hot hand. Uh, I would be concerned, though. Yeah, if Lindsey comes out tomorrow and sees an equal share or just a few touches less, I would be very concerned because you're talking Royce Freeman was a, 
a late third, early fourth round pick in fantasy drafts, Rob. That's that's a you're spending a lot for that. You spent nothing to get Jared Cook, and he got nine receptions, 180 yards. Can he come anywhere? And he'll never repeat that again in his career. But can he be a double-digit point guy weekly? Yes, he can. Gruden loves the tight end. Cook is an athletic, oversized tight end uh, who causes mismatches. Um, he's somebody that you worry about with the injuries, though. Uh, I, I do like him. I picked him up in one league, and I think that he can be you can he can be a number ten tight end. You know, a, a top ten. I could see him at number ten. Leonard Fournette left the Giants. Uh, Jaguars. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got spread. the I got the Broncos winning. I got the Broncos covering. All right. Um, I liked what I saw last week out of them. I think that Sanders and Thomas are going to have big, big, big years with a real quarterback like Case Keenum. Um, and, and it's crazy too because did anybody even consider Case Keenum a real quarterback until last year? But he's kind of proven himself. Um, he's on my fantasy squad, and uh, he did a good job in Week One. I think that at home in the elevation. Um, it's just a different game up there. So I think that they're going to be uh, able to cover a touchdown and a half spread. Um, But like I said, Leonard Fournette left that game against the Giants. They host the Patriots, the Jaguars, in a rematch of the AFC Championship game last year. Um, Who's going to get the touches at running back tomorrow uh, for Jacksonville, first of all? Oh, Jacksonville. Listen, TJ Yeldon's even questionable. You could see a lot of Corey Grant and – uh, New England saw a lot of him in the championship game last year. He had a long catch uh, against them. He's a good pass receiving back. Uh, I don't think Fournette plays. I think Yeldon will and Grant. I think you'll see a split between both of them. I think you'll see a lot of Blake Bortles running as well, Rob, just holding it himself, uh, designed plays for him. Um, as far as the game goes, if they're going to shut Jalen Ramsey up tomorrow, New England Patriots. They are. You're going to see a monster game from Gronkowski. There's nobody that can cover Gronk. And Ramsey to come out this week and say he just doesn't think Gronk is that good. The Patriots are just being quiet. They're just sitting back. We saw this with the Steelers a few years ago. They had a corner that called them out. The first play of the game, they attacked the corner on Pittsburgh and threw a bomb over his head. They are going to come out tomorrow in New England uh, pissed off about all the Ramsey comments. And you know what happens when they get pissed. They put up points and they win. I like the Patriots tomorrow, given one. Patriots are my number five on my confidence picks. A one point, that's it. That's all they have to give. Um, I mean, come on. I, I don't care. The Jaguars barely beat the Giants, and the Giants are not on par with the Patriots right now. Um, and I was against the Patriots last week. I'm not making that mistake again. It's just a one point. All they got to do is win the game, and I get the push. Uh, come on. Uh, the Patriots are better than that, especially if there's no Leonard Fournette. Now you lost your bread and butter with that Jacksonville offense. Um, to me, that's a mistake line. I love the Patriots here. Love, love, love the Patriots. Um, Rob Gronkowski, ride him as much as you can until he eventually gets hurt. They look like Alex Ovechkin, by the way. I think I think that's Alex Ovechkin at the soccer game. I don't know uh, Could if be. it was. Germany. You never know. I mean, he should be here at training camp, so maybe it's not. But um, Rex Burkhead, uh, he had the you banged know all up. the carries last week. He's banged up. So James who's it going to be? Is it going to be James White? Is it going to be Sony Michelle? James White. Um, you're going to see seven catches by James White tomorrow. Um, All little dump off. And it's Gronk. It's Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. Jalen Ramsey, uh, he talks a lot of shit. And you know what? He didn't shut down Odell. No. Odell had 11 for 100 and change last week. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't. he's not the reason that the Jaguars won that game. And I think Chris so. Hogan has a huge game, too. He, did, he had a quiet week one. I think you, you see something different with him. I think they even put him in the slot tomorrow. And you see a lot of work of him underneath and in the middle. The Patriots, what they do week to week, they just change it up, man. So you, they keep you guessing. And I think Hogan goes back to the slot, and I think you see a lot of uh, a lot of points from Chris Hogan. And there's nobody better to um, 
that's or more up to the challenge of facing a top defense and exploiting a weakness or finding a weakness than Bill Belichick for the defense. Who said he could return punts? Did you hear that yesterday? I did. He can return punts. So we'll <laughs> take a look at that uh, tomorrow. But I love the Patriots when I put my co- our confidence points in. Them, minus one, lock of the week for me. If I was in Vegas, I would be listening to Vinny Klinko, the Sharks, rule number one, was don't bet against Tom Brady. I'm 0-1 betting against him this year. I don't know if I'll do it again, and certainly not when they're only given one point. Uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, close to our hearts a year ago this week. We were in Dallas yes. for the week one. Giants-Cowboys matchup at um, AT&T Stadium, and the Giants scored three points. Um, I think that um, the trip was will, awesome, though. The trip, Before you get to the game, uh, the barbecue food at the place that Brandon sent us on Twitter today, uh, yeah. Pecan Lodge, right? Awesome. Uh, the trip at the hotel, everything in Dallas is just awesome. It's a great time. Yeah, I mean, you've been there twice now for Giants games. You're one on one. The Giants have lost four of their last five games in Dallas. And Dallas used to be the place where Eli Manning owned. It was the yeah. house that Eli Manning built. But uh, they haven't played so well there. They've had a couple of you know, losses recently, four out of five. Last year, only scoring three points. Dallas' defense is not a joke, but I don't see that being the case again for the Giants' offense this week. Uh, I I think they're gonna. Sh- I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game, Rob. What's the over/under? Forty-two. I kind of like the under here. Um, I'm worried about Lawrence with with Flowers, and Lawrence came out this week, and everybody know around the league knows Flowers is a joke and that he sucks, and he can't wait to match up against him. I wouldn't. I would love to match up against him. Are you kidding me? We all would. Um, that to me is scary. Um, however, this is not the Jaguars who have a better defense and, um, you, the Cowboys offense, you can't argue it's better than Jacksonville. I, I think they're about the same. I think the Giants win there tomorrow. Uh, and I think they win the game. I think they're not going to go 0 and 2 under Pat Shermer. I'm saying 20 to 17 New York Giants. I have the Giants winning the game. The only way I see the Giants losing this game is by turnovers, because I don't think that the Cowboys offense is going to be able to get, um, on the board very often. They're going to try to establish Zeke early. You think the Giants don't know that? The Giants defense played well last week. We got a good goal there for you. Um, the Giants defense played well last week. was the one pass of the game that I was actually very impressed with that I didn't expect uh, to see them play that well. So I'm on the Giants. Is it a homer pick? Not necessarily as much as it's an anti-Cowboys pick. I don't want to pick the Giants right now until I see them find a way to block, until I see them find a way to not have teams exploit Eric Flowers, like you said. But the Cowboys, I just think they are such – they have no weapons. They have no weapons. Like, who does Janoris Jenkins need to lock down and clamp on? Who is it? Michael Gallup? Is it Cole Beasley? Allen Hurt. You, you don't know. Well, Beasley uh, he, will be in the slot, so he won't be there. It's not going to be him, but then, it, you know, it's Eli Apple. I mean, that's – I just don't see how they're going to put points on the board unless the Giants turn the ball over and it's a field position game and Zeke can run the ball and they can play time, pos- time of possession. I think the Giants win this game – uh, I see, uh, I see, twenty-three to thirteen Giants. I see them winning this. Not saying that they're ten points better. I just, I think that they could do. That. I think twenty-three, thirteen is what I have. In so we have two Twitter comments, Rob. We always like to get to those. Um, we have Phil is on the Texans with us. Loves the Texans. And uh, JL also picked uh, the Patriots tomorrow as well. All over the Patriots. So two guys agreeing with us on our picks that we both agreed on: the Texans and the Patriots. Okay, and we appreciate them and keep them coming in over the top sport um, on Twitter, of course. Um, and I do have uh, – we're done with the NFL? We're done with Sunday slate. I'm not going to be able to do Monday's show, so real quick, uh, that's sure. um, that's Bears-Seahawks. I'm sorry. I like the Bears in this one. Um, I like that defense to come for a full 60 minutes. 
Um, we, we know what they did in the first half versus the Packers. They couldn't sustain it. I think that they get their first one of the season against the Seahawks on Monday night. You guys can break that down if you guys want before it, but just so that it's out there, uh, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Right now, I would take the points. Uh, yeah, we'll break it down on Monday, um, but I'm going to be on your side as well here. I like the Bears. I'm starting their defense also uh, over the Jaguars this week. Uh, Vinny has sent me audio for his college picks, which I just posted up on Twitter. He's been awesome. I'm not sure how the audio will exactly work, but we'll give it a shot here and see how it goes. We lost Facebook or no? Maybe. Play it down for Bluetooth and for uh, Block Talk. I think, I think we lost it. But uh, let's not do the dead air. I'll check it over here while you do that. All right. Yeah, we're out. You're off. All right, everybody, it is week three of the college football season, and your boy is red hot. I'm talking seven and one hot. I'm talking that you bet what I say to bet, and you do it now, and you put a lot of money on it. If you're interested in making money, if not, then I don't know, you just stand around the side, because your only problem after what I tell you to bet is going to be, why didn't I bet more? So we're going to look into Hawaii and the Army right now. 3-0 Hawaii. They have put up at least 43 points in all three of their games, including 59 against Navy. Army, they can't throw the ball. They have four rushes over 90 yards, but their quarterback's only 12 for 28 with 258 yards in two games. If Hawaii jumps out up front, Army will not be good. They will not beat the Rainbow Warriors at all. They will not be able to catch them. I'm taking Hawaii plus seven in this game. Colorado State and Florida. Florida, they're giving 20 points in this game. This team just got an embarrassing loss against Kentucky, a team they never, ever lose to. Florida goes on the road to face Tennessee, Mississippi State, and then they come back home for LSU in their next three games after this one. This is a team that absolutely cannot afford to lose this game by any means necessary. Florida needs to make a statement. Colorado State is not a conference school, a big major conference school already. So uh, them going against the SEC team here, I don't like them beating their second SEC team at all. The Gators route this game. We're taking Florida minus 20. And now we're going to move on to North Texas at Arkansas, a game I happen to really like. North Texas snapped up SMU and Incarnate World. Yes, Incarnate World of Southland Conference. Now the 2-0 Mean Green play Arkansas, the SEC, at Razorback Stadium. This is a simple bet. Conference USA versus the SEC. You give me the Razorbacks minus the six and a half. And now for the trap, Miami and Toledo. We all know Miami looked lousy against LSU, but they followed that loss with a 77-0 victory against Savannah State. Vegas only set this uh, spread at 11 and a half. This is the number 21 Hurricanes against Toledo. Yes, Toledo, the same school who got shut out by Appalachian State 34 to nothing. This game looks too easy. The public's all over Miami, and there's a reason for that, because Vegas knows. We're going with Toledo plus the 11 and a half. Miami's the trap. Don't fall for it. We are 7 and 1, folks. Jump on these bets and win us some money. Week 3 college football. Let's do it. And, of course, Vinny the Shark, uh, always a guy you should listen to. And if you want to make that bet against Army, that gets um, underway in less than uh, an hour. They get underway at 12 o'clock noon today, Eastern time. So you got to get that bet in soon in the next 35 minutes. Otherwise, you're going to lose out on uh, what the Shark will tell you is free money. And that's the college uh, the college word. Vinny will always post his picks up. You can ask him any questions on our Twitter over the top sport uh, weekly. Um, late games tonight too. Uh, so any questions, throw them out there on Twitter. The shark will get back to you. Hopefully make you guys some money. Um, and of course with the fantasy stuff, if you're in the baseball playoffs, 
you know, Big Mike, he might, you know, he might not want to be so, uh, he might want to DM you this week, uh, anything that he likes, any of his streamers, so that I don't see it, because we're going to play each other uh, in the final. But anyway, throw it up there, Big Mike, over the top sport. He will definitely help you out, football, baseball, and I assume we're getting into fantasy hockey season, is now people are already starting to set up their fantasy hockey draft. So it's that time of year where all the sports are going to be in play at the same time, a fun time of year. And Facebook seems to be down right now, but we're live on Twitter, Rob, actually. so Live, live on, on Twitter. Twitter. What's up, Twitter? Uh, all the picks are up there. Vinny's picks are posted. And uh, his bet tonight, the huge fight, Canelo Alvarez, Triple G, round two. He's on Canelo Alvarez. Uh, I will not be betting it, but I think Triple G gets the job done. Canelo won the first one in a, in a screw job, if you ask me. I think Triple G tonight, and that will set up, Rob, for, of course, the big third, the big, big, big payday. Yeah, and they've been waiting for that forever, and we know the Sharks on uh, that as well. And and uh, everybody will be watching. I'm sure you'll find your streams. Uh, you know, everybody finds their streams for this. I go on yesterday. I should have posted this. Up. Yeah, you know, I saw some of the, you know, the weigh-in last night. So, yep. uh, you know, should be uh, should just be the appetizer to what's going to end up being another main event that they have in, I don't know, a couple months. You probably exactly. think around the new year, you would think, is when that, that would uh, take place. Any other guys, uh, though, we didn't really get to any of your fantasy streamers or pickups in football, daily fantasy guys. Uh, that you have for uh, the folks watching us on Twitter. Yeah, real quick. John Brown, 22% owned in Yahoo. He just had his second big week. You can't pick him up right now. Probably Wednesday morning like we talked about. John Brown needs to be owned. You could be looking at a wide receiver, too, as long as he's healthy. The talent is there. He's just never been able to stay healthy. Bears, D guys, Seattle this week then. Arizona, Tampa, by Miami. I mean, it's a cakewalk. I love the Bears, D. 76% owned. Uh, teams even have two defenses. Might be able to get them pretty cheap, depending on. Uh, Will Disley, 27% owned in Yahoo. Seattle's new tight end. He's six foot four. He uh, he looks just like Jimmy Graham. He, he's a beast. He's a monster. This kid. I kind of like him. He had some uh, breakaway speed this week did. too. Yeah, six foot four. He's a big target man. Uh, big fan. Alfred Morris versus Detroit. Rob. He almost scored a touchdown last week. Uh, he was held out of the end zone. Um, I expect them to be winning this game. So do you? I think he'll see more touches more than Breda. So I like him tomorrow. I'm giving him another week. Uh, instead of dropping him, which uh, I will do like that if he lets me down. Um, James Conner. You don't uh, drop people. Oh, well, like crazy. James Conner, we talked about. One of our Twitter followers got Jordan Howard for James Conner, Rob. Uh, I am all on board with trading James Conner, depending on what you get. If it's Jordan Howard, you bet. If it's a package of bullshit, no thank you. Uh, we talked TJ Yeldon. We talked James White. Eric Brock, 53% owned. I like him as well. A couple DFS guys. Drew Brees, Rob, we both would pay up for him. 7200 We love him tomorrow. Cheaper option. Jared Goff against Arizona, 6300 Kamara, right there. You said he's going to be the number one running back this week. I agree with you. 9500 I'm paying up. Christian McCaffrey, 7000 against Atlanta. Atlanta gives up the most receptions to running backs. Yeldon, Coleman, White, we covered. Aguilar against Tampa Bay in a PPR. Love him tomorrow. Cobb, we both love him tomorrow. And my three tight ends. Jordan Reed, Jack Doyle, George Kittle. Love all three of them in DFS. They're all $5,000 or less, and I love them all in fantasy as well. And one DFS guy that I like that you didn't mention is Alex Smith. If you want a little bit cheaper option, you know he can move the ball with his feet. He can move the ball in the air. He's facing an Indianapolis defense that we don't think is very good. He'll be at home, and uh, I'm pairing him up with Jordan Reed, actually. Use Jordan Reed while you can. Use him while he's still cheap. You don't know if he's going to be able to play for most of the year. Uh, So if you don't want to pay up for Drew Brees or even Jared Goff, a little bit of a cheaper option. Alex Smith, Jordan Reed, and then you can get some guys, uh, maybe the higher-end guys, you can pair them together at running back or wide receiver. Agreed. Um, anyway, final thoughts as we uh, say goodbye and get ready for the Cobbs football and then the NFL tomorrow. Uh, producer Goon, who hasn't been here in probably about three months now, it's his daughter's birthday, so happy boy, uh, birthday to her. Yep, and it uh, should be a fun day. We'll all be together for that. 
Uh, we'll be back with you guys on Monday night. We'll wrap up week one, look ahead to Monday night football, Seahawks and Bears as well. Talk about the NFL, uh, the MLB pennant chase as well. And uh, we're starting to get towards hockey season, preseason hockey. Games already started 2.30 this morning over in uh, uh, somewhere in Asia or Europe or something. I think it was the Flames were playing in Japan or something. But uh, I didn't stay up for it. But either way, it's underway. So an exciting time of year, guys. We hope that you roll with us through it. Uh, we'll have uh, Vinny and Mike here Monday night. Maybe the three of us together sometime soon. If not, uh, you know, we'll make it work. Find us on Twitter over the top sport, and we'll be back on Facebook Live Monday night. So we'll see you guys then. Enjoy the football. Get your bets in. Then he gave them to you. We'll post them on Twitter as well. Good night.